I'm Kim Cutable, an author, producer, and entrepreneur. Voice Lessons is a podcast about what, why, and how women create and the way that they lead. This is a lesson on being stuck. A stuck person is a powerful person. Think about it. From that whole physics standpoint, we are molecules in motion and change is constant. Flow is natural. So if you're holding yourself in place, imagine how much energy it's taking you to do that. How powerful you must be. Perhaps the most important thing you need to know about being stuck is how powerful your ability to create is. But what exactly is it that you're creating and why? What thoughts and actions are you repeating over and over again? And what are the beliefs that are keeping you there? Because stuck is a state of mind. I used to be a master at holding myself in place. I called it getting in my own way. And I get really annoyed when someone who seemed to have the solutions to the problems I was experiencing but couldn't figure out how to solve reminded me. This has nothing to do with the situation, Kim. It's you getting in your own way. My journey to stuck started because I was a how addict. How I thought things should go how I'd seen other people who I thought were successful doing it, how I thought I was supposed to feel, how life was supposed to look, how I was going to get life right based on my calculated and controlling formula of X and Y and Z divided by everybody else's experiences that I didn't want to repeat. Deep into the loop of my life must test me belief system, action became a problem. I was convinced that hellish situations and people would show up over and over again if I took any kind of step to move my life forward in an unplanned direction. And so that's what happened. I ignored the cues I was receiving for right timing. I insisted that things go my way when they clearly wanted to go that way. And I put a lot of energy into purposely not choosing to do things that were painfully obvious, to everyone else at least, that would take me out of said loop. And then I just dug my feet in, deeper, into the quicksand. Why am I getting this lesson again, I would lament. Picture me shaking my fists at the god I said I didn't believe in, but was actually just mad at. What I was used to was my familiar spiral of blame. For you, it might feel like you're drowning or overwhelmed or distracted or whatever your stuck drug of choice is. Staying stuck meant I didn't have to move and I didn't have to get tested. I was stubborn. Some part of me, aka the ego part, was telling me that stuck would give me the time I needed to figure out my way out of stuck all by myself. I was smart. I knew how to get things done. But what I didn't know at the time is that you can't solve a problem from the level of consciousness you use to create it. In other words, if you're at the level of stuck, any solution that you dream up without some kind of pattern interrupt, without some kind of help, 
is going to come in from the consciousness of stuck and affirm your stuckness. Some people stay stuck because moving means they risk the loss of a dream. It's kind of like playing hide-and-seek when you were a kid. If you stayed very, very still while you were hiding, you might win the game. Too many women are practiced in hiding and not being found or seen, discovered for who they truly are. And if you stay in this space of this might happen, you don't have to look at the fact that it isn't. You don't have to acknowledge that your dream might not come true, even if this way of being, this way you have to stay put, doesn't feel good anymore. They ignore their heart's signal that the dream is not actually one they want anymore, or maybe the version of they want it has changed. It's faulty logic because dreams, or visions as I prefer to call them, demand aligned action, not stasis. It's part of the spiritual chemistry that brings them out of the realm of the invisible into the physical. Plus, alignment by its very nature demands change and expansion, release, surrender, different kinds of movement. Because if you were truly aligned, you wouldn't be stuck. Some women get stuck by telling themselves, and this is especially when it comes to relationships. If I don't move or change, if I wait long enough holding the energy of this very specific way of being, this person will love me. In this case, stuck is a form of withholding, a skill that many women, especially when you feel voiceless, are practiced in. It can feel like power to withhold your approval or opinion or favor, especially when it feels like you don't get it. So why would you give it? Or when you're afraid, afraid of what you might lose by truly being. And also the culture has taught us, sometimes unconsciously and sometimes not, when you're silent, when you don't give it all up or lay yourself bare, you're mysterious. You've got that rare air. But it's a slippery slope because even though your silence means that others can fit you nicely into their stories, you rarely fully embody your own. Another reason that people stay stuck is because they like the way they've been doing things. A lot. They ignore the signals around them that the world has changed, the culture has changed, the expectations for the way we do business has changed, what buyers value and the conversations they have and the places they're going to have those conversations change. They are pissed off that what used to work, what always worked, doesn't work anymore. And they're angry or afraid that time has the nerve to pass. If you're telling yourself that you don't know what to do or why, that's only partially true. Because I do believe that the answers come through you when you ask the right questions. The trouble is you might not know which questions to ask. Or you might be afraid of the answers because those will require change. And once you let go and let life, you will feel out of control, like you don't have power. Because somehow you believe that being stuck keeps you safe. A stuck person is a powerful person. One who is using her power to delay her good. 
one who is using her power to deny support, and one who is damning her flow of prosperity. The prosperity she keeps begging for. Tired yet? If you are really and truly ready to give up the stuck, if you are ready to let go and let life, I'd like to walk you through a little process that might help. It involves asking questions, three of them. In his book, The Invisible Way, Rashad Falid writes, without a real question in our hearts, we cannot expect to receive a clear answer. Because when it comes to being a creative entrepreneur, questions are like the worker bees inside the hive. If your stuckness is in your personal life, like you can't figure out where to move or whether or not to quit your job or a relationship, you can use this process there too. But take your time and work on each area one at a time. Why now? Why is this happening now to your character, to your canvas, to your online store? Why must this work you are giving birth to be created in this moment now? Is something happening in the news, in the culture, in your soul that is demanding the answer to a deeper question? What is driving your sense of urgency now? If you're experiencing a profound loss, like your job or your death of a loved one or a relationship has ended, you may be asking, why me? But that's a different question than why now? And how you answer that question for yourself will create a different set of possibilities. And go easy. If you're in deep pain, you probably won't understand why now. I don't find the saying, everything happens for a reason to be comforting. It might be but we will never know what that reason was. However, in the timeline of my life and with distance, I can see that even the things that were deeply painful set me on a course of action that was well-timed for this moment or that. So now when something happens that hurts, I ask myself, how could this be happening for me now? If asking why now feels like too much to bear, It's okay to ask for help, like a therapist, a coach, or a mentor. Next question. What is the truth of this situation? The first time I worked with a financial planner, I found him because I wanted to learn to save for taxes. I worked freelance at the time. And he told me about a book he was reading called Autobiography of Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. From this vantage point, and now knowing the contents of that book and who I was being at the time, he was a very unlikely messenger, and me, an even more unlikely recipient. But I got that book, and I read it, and it transformed my life. This quote in particular is one that I have on repeat. Those who speak the truth have the power to materialize their words. When I'm writing, I look at the character and ask, what is the truth of this situation? The truth as in what is happening, but also the truth of what is happening for them. 
How am I assembling the events to reveal what I want the work to mean and their emotional journey to express it? The same goes in life. Although I can't control the outcome of certain situations, I can always ask for the highest, greatest good. The truth might not be overt. It might also be the subtext behind that first question, why is this happening now? Am I being called to reinvent? Is it time to let go of ideas or emotions or people that are no longer serving me? Revealing the truth of what you see and using your voice to express it may be a lie to someone else. If you're an idea woman working on the transformation of what was, don't expect people to understand what you know to be true about your work, about what you're discovering, about what you're being guided to assemble from the realm of ideas. You are a creator. Just keep going. And finally, let's take a deep breath before you ask this one because it's bound to cause action. What is the next right move? What is the next right move? What is the next right word, brush, stroke, product, thing to say? Don't be surprised if the answer isn't what you expect. It may even sound downright wrong. I believe that my creativity comes through me. And once I turn that channel on, it's really easy to surrender to the ideas that come to me in the moment, even the ones that don't seem to make sense. As a writer, I've fallen off the outline more than once. And as a producer and director, I've seen emotions or opportunities to take the story in a different direction, reveal themselves in the spaces between what it is I planned. And I always follow those with good results. I'm less willing to trust that same divine process in life though, because in life, even though asking what is the next right move is easy enough, Receiving the answer, especially if you like to be in control, is not. And if you're practicing living in truth, change is imminent. As I said when we began, we are molecules in motion. Motion is our natural state of being. But flow, receiving, all of the things that come out of the channel of ease require surrender. Otherwise, it's just a swim upstream. Ugh. You might not see the whole of the how the first time you ask that question, but if you keep asking what is the next right move, you'll get there. Remember that quote from Martin Luther King Jr. Take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. Most of us have learned that it's not a good idea to burn bridges because we think of the concept in terms of relationships. But what if we reframe it in terms of the unknown? Burn the bridges that keep you safe, that keep you from being seen for the woman who you are. Once the bridge is broken, you can't swim back to shore. You actually have to make it to the other side. You have to reach your goals. You have to work with amazing people. You have to write the book. You have to ask for your value. You have to not be stuck. Start to think of every piece of stuck as its opposite. Get to. I get to make a choice in this area of my business or my life. I have the freedom as a woman in this moment to do that. Isn't that amazing? Forget about life as usual. Burn the bridge and leap to the other side now. 
helped a little bit, or you still can't figure out how to unstick your stuck, I do work with people privately. You can find out more information at www.voicelessonspodcast.com. Voice Lessons is produced, written, and spoken by me, Kim Cutable. It's also produced and edited by Sergio Miranda and associate produced by Jessica Manalga. Our music was created by singer-songwriter Claire Hamill. You can find out when we post new episodes when you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. And if you liked what you've heard, we would love it if you leave us a review. You can join our community at Facebook forward slash Voice Lessons Podcast to speak with me live after every episode is posted. And if you have a question or comment or want to suggest a guest, you can do it there. Or if you're on Instagram, tag us at Voice Lessons Podcast and use the hashtag LessonUp. For other inspiration, updates, and show notes, subscribe at VoiceLessonsPodcast.com.